Excellent. <laughs> yes, folks, welcome to the Trelour Blazures forever. And I'm one of your hosts, Ben Moon, joined by the illustrious, the lovely, the talented, the, the wicked smart, Nick Kelly, folks. That was a, a very kind introduction. Thank you. You deserve it, L'Oreal. <laughs> you know why? Because you're worth it. Thank you. Welcome to the Trelour Blazures, uh, a show where we talk about trailers and things trailers of video games and, and movies if this is your first time listening i don't uh why are you just now coming along luckily it's a sort of news style podcast so you can just jump in wherever and it doesn't matter you will miss out on the deep lore of our inside jokes that <laughs> that is true uh but we do, but you can go through the backlog can't you that's right and see the evolution of this hobby podcast where we are only beholden to our dumb uh, opinions. <laughs> That's why we're the dumb dudes. We don't know. We are the dumb dudes, folks. Welcome to the Dumb Dudes Podcast. Anyway, hey, let's talk about what we done had watched this past week. What we done had watched this past week. I've uh, not watched an abundance of things, but uh-huh. I started something new. Oh. So I, well, a new old thing. I've been watching okay. Star Trek, the original series on Paramount+. Plus. They have the old, like the uh, the OG. The 60s one, yeah, with Kirk. Yeah, oh, what do you think? Uh, I've I've only watched three so far, but it kind of, I, and I've seen a handful of episodes in my life of this. Not, I've never, because yeah. I've never been like a real big Star Trek fan uh, yeah. beyond Star Trek Voyager, which I loved. And then I, I'm really into Lower Decks, my favorite thing ever. Uh, so then I was like, I will enrich my Lower Decks experience by watching the other Star Treks because there's so many little references that I'm willing yeah. to put in countless hours into other Star Trek series <laughs> just to get a couple extra jokes in Lower Decks because I love Lower Decks that much. Wow. Uh, so, so far in the original series, I'm enjoying it. It kind of like, every episode kind of is like a Twilight Zone episode. So there's always like something they encounter and then the thing they encounter is like a weird it's something else or it's a trick or like uh the the pilot is different it's the pilot's like about pike and uh then it goes to kirk in the second episode uh which is probably why they structured the later star trek things that way and just had him be the enterprise captain beforehand but because they rewrote it you know the first episode with the salt vampire with and and it's like there's these people stuck on this planet there's only like one guy and his wife and then crewmen keep dying and they have like these marks on their face and then by the end you figure out it's the this monster and the third episode's about like the psychic kid that it's the same sort of thing he's like been marooned and he had these psychic powers and he's kind of creepy and weird and then it progresses it's very twilight zoney which i i wasn't I mean, all of the Star Treks are kind of like that in a way, so it makes yeah, sense. Yeah, no, I was going to say, like, the sort of out-there storylines that they do have have been there from the beginning. Yeah, yeah, so I'm enjoying it. I like, uh, I mean, obviously I like all those those old, those. there's this joke in, uh, in Lower Decks where uh, I think Ransom, the, the deck commander, Ransom says, oh, this is just like back in TOS. And then one of them goes, TOS? And he goes, yeah, that's what I call those old scientists. (laughs) (laughs) 
But uh, I keep thinking about that. That's so. great. It's good. I, I'm enjoying and, it. And, and uh, this was Missy's favorite series before um, the new one, right? Yeah. She loved the the original series. And then I think she loves uh, Strange New Worlds best right. for... But I yeah. think... I think she would join me in saying that Lower Decks is the best of ah. all. Um, that's the, also the most one of the most fun costumes I've ever had was when Missy and I were in yeah. Lower Decks. Yeah. So, but yeah, so I'm watching Star Trek original series. Um, yeah, what have you been watching? So I watched uh, Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. Okay, so we've both seen this now. We've both seen it, and we will give you spoiler-free thoughts, uh, reviews. I loved it. Me too. Um, I think Ryan Coogler, again, I know I've said this a million times, but I just think he's absolutely brilliant uh, as a filmmaker. No question. Like, he's batting a thousand. Like, you look oh, at yeah. Creed. But uh, I think, I'm pretty sure they'll probably end up asking him to direct Secret Wars too, oh. uh, Because they asked Dustin Daniel Cretton to direct Kang Dynasty, and he's the Shang-Chi director. Hmm. So I think they're taking directors that they liked who made uh, well-received properties and they're giving them the opportunity to handle these big movies. And Ryan Coogler uh, should get an invitation. He's an excellent director. Oh, he's so good. I I, I will say I love that uh, there's a lot of um, femme fatales in this. You know, like this is a story about women. Yeah, pretty much. Strong, capable women. Having said that, I will say Namor stole the show. Every second that dude was on screen, I was enraptured. Oh, I love him. He's one of my favorite people that pops up in the comics, too. And they did him justice in the movie, I felt. And and wasn't it so good to see, like, just a Latino person just just doing an, an awesome job and just being, like, so enrapturing on the screen? And not playing some sort of cartel drug dealer for once? Oh my gosh, you said it, bro. Like, seriously. Um, I just loved every... I'm like, when, when am I going to get more of him? Can we get more no more? Yeah, oh, gotta be. He's, I need I need him to to be obsessed with Sue Storm. I just... I, that's my favorite thing in all of Marvel Comics, is Namor and Sue Storm. Like, in Future Foundation, I don't think I've talked about this on this podcast. I don't think you have either. In Future Foundation, the the uh, Jonathan Hickman Fantastic Four run, uh, Sue Storm has to go to Atlantis, and then they uncover this this old Atlantean civilization from behind some ice flows or something, and Namor uh, is supposed to deal with them, but he's real mad about it, and so Sue Storm is supposed to like delegate between them, and then they call this this like meeting. And he just like straight out stabs the king of the other guys. And then Sue beats the crud out of him. And he's laying on the ground and he's all bloody. And he looks up and he just goes, God, you're magnificent. Because <laughs> he's like in love with her in st- like kind of in a stocky way. Yeah. And she's just like, okay. Oh, wow. We should probably get Lemur- Lemur- Lemuria. How-, how do you say it? Lemuria? Lemuria. Lemuria, yeah. Lemuria, yeah. When are we going to get Lemuria? Well, the the ship in uh, the beginning of Captain, Captain America, America, the Winter Soldier, is called the Lemurian Star. Star. Yeah, they know about it. They know about it. Yeah, I just need more Namor. When he's there's and this is in the trailer, so I'm not spoiling anything. When he's like floating down to the to his throne with the head with the headdress on. Yep. You can't get more aesthetically pleasing. It's amazing looking. I mean, Jess and I have been quoting this movie all 
all week and uh, what we've been saying we keep saying you know how uh Mubaku is talking about him and he's like they don't call him king or general and then he goes they call him Kukun Khan <laughs> <laughs> so we've been saying that all week I did walk out of the theater just whispering to myself yeah the winged serpent god I love so it cool. oh it's the best oh man so mm-hmm. anyway Black Panther is so good highly recommend and it bro it did not feel like two hours 47 minutes no, it really didn't. Like it cooked. I felt like it. It cooked a lot. And, and again, the just because the pacing was so good, Ryan Coogler. I didn't. I'm just now. I'm just now thinking about this, realizing this. He he's he's a he's a master storyteller. His pacing is like pitch perfect. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it was just you don't even like it. Just flows and it, it's great. I finished Severance, first season of Severance. How was it? I've heard people say that the last episode was like. Um, just sort of like edge of your seat because all this buildup has been leading to it. Let me let me think about what I'm going to say here. It may be the best season finale I've ever seen. I have to watch this show before someone ruins it for me. Um, have you ever watched a show or a movie and you're you're and you're so into it that your heartbeat is elevated? Yeah. Oh, for sure. And it's like, and 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 in that you realize you feel it you're like my heartbeat is really fast, and you remind yourself this is not real. This yep. is made up. When the X-Wing showed up in the end of season two of The Mandalorian, uh, and I, I was like, oh, God, it's Luke. It's Luke. That was <laughs> I, I, the most I've had that. And even reminding yourself that it's not real, that this is all made up, and your heartbeat is like, nope, we're still like, uh, you know, we are beating fast here. Um, oh, yeah, that's sure. the way that, that season finale of Severance was. It was, um, I mean, it was so good. So yeah, I gotta good. watch. Yeah, that. you gotta watch it. Uh, gotta watch that show. And, and and just get to that that's that uh, season one finale. Gosh, yeah, I'm sitting here paying for Apple. Haven't watched Severance oh, yet. Dude. Uh, Jess might like it too. Um, I watched this um show called Exception on Netflix. Have you seen? Have they been advertising it to you? I haven't heard of this. What is this? It's an animated show. It's like a sci-fi. Like when you describe devs, cerebral. Okay, it's kind of cerebral. If you're listening to this podcast and you haven't watched Devs, you should watch Devs. You should watch Devs. What's it, eight episodes? Is it eight episodes? Yeah, like something like that. Yeah. It's excellent. It's like a mini series almost. Uh, do that with your time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, makes you think. Uh, anyway, Exception, um, I kind of like the first episode. I think I'm going to probably keep watching it. Um, okay, if you say it's good, maybe I'll check it out too. Yeah, just because it, it deals with some interesting um, thought things like uh, printing humans and, and things like that. Um, so anyway, that's, uh, I found that kind of interesting. I'll probably keep watching. Um, so that's, uh, that's everything that I've watched. That's everything we've watched. Let's, oh, let's talk about what we have done, been playing this, this past week. <gasps> what? Video games Ooh, in the, f- there's actually stuff. There is. And, and we're talking about video games in the main three quarters portion of the podcast. Yeah. I, I started Horizon Forbidden West a long time ago. This is how I play every video yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. So this shouldn't be news to No, I, I know what you're going to say. I play a video game for an hour or like a half an hour, and then I put it <laughs> yeah, down, Yeah, <laughs> and I come back to it months later. I've done this with every video game that I've played. Uh, the Witcher 3, six months in between. Uh, Red Dead Redemption 2, just any game. I, this is just how I do it. I don't know why. It's what I do. But I play it a little bit, and then I put it down for months, and then I come back and I play tons yeah. all at once. Yeah. So I've been playing Horizon Forbidden West, and I've probably played it for about 
20 hours this past week. <laughs> so I'm just like going through, playing, doing side missions, just having a great time with it. Yeah. Uh, I have to play it on easy though because it's so hard otherwise. And I, I, I like, I love this kind of game, this th- third person bow game like Tomb Raider. Yeah. But I like the puzzle parts and the stealth parts, but I don't like the big combat parts. So like, I'm just trying to spend all my time doing those and then when i have to do one of the big fights i'm just like angry the whole time because <laughs> i i don't want to do big fights i want to do stealth and i want to do puzzles yeah i have also been playing a open world game i started playing cyberpunk 2077 again that's unexpected it is yeah and and um i think because stadia is closing down and i i own this game on stadia then I'm like, okay, I've got a limited time with it. Uh, let me let me go back to it because they've they've added some stuff. They've made improvements. Um, I started the game off as a different type of character, and interestingly enough, um, the game before you get to the Johnny Silverhand stuff is not too bad. Yeah. It, it's like no, it, that's the part that it's like I don't care. Yeah, I, I really he comes in. I, I really don't care about that stuff. So I'm just kind of doing side missions and stuff. And, you know, like I may not even get to the Johnny Silverhand stuff. I may just kind of roam around the city and do little things here and there just to kind of be in the city. Because I will say there is sometimes like you're just walking around and you're like, this is kind of cool. Like, you know, the, the, the way they've designed the city and just being like in a cyberpunk type world, you know. Um, so I don't know. I'll just kind of I'm just kind of messing around with it um, until I get the uh, the PlayStation Premium, uh, PlayStation Plus Premium, whatever it's called these days. So anyway, I've been I've been doing that. Um, started getting my refunds back from uh, Stadia because you know they're closing it down. Right. Although they have the wrong credit card because I I had a credit card change. Oh. Uh, so I'm hoping to get the email soon that was like, "Hey, we couldn't uh, process your refund on the credit card. Give us a new one." I'm hoping I get that email. Uh, but I have all this Google Play credit. Like I have like three hundred dollars worth of Google Play credit now. You know, <laughs> Jay sent me a, a screenshot from his. Where I think he had like ninety eight dollars in there. Yeah, so I was like, well, I got to do something with it because it, it expires. Like some of it expires in like by like De- December second. Uh, so I've got the Google One uh, subscription where you c- it's like a hundred gigabytes of uh, like cloud storage and stuff. So now I'm like, okay, back up everything on my phone. You know, I don't care anymore. Um, mm-hmm. So anyway. All right, well, that's what we done had uh, watched and done played. Now we got a little bit of new news. This is the Dumb Dudes News Network. Fantastic. Yeah, we got a couple things. Nothing uh, ground-shattering here. No. And this won't be surprising to anyone. Oh, but gosh, the no. the Fantastic Beasts franchise is... <laughs> in limbo now with this new restructuring of Warner Brothers. <laughs> Don't <laughs> Don't care. Uh we saw no. this coming. You know, it's getting axed like everything else over there. But this this is an this is an axing that I'm that I could probably get behind and I was like, yeah, I probably would have done the same thing. Yeah, I just didn't like that first one. I haven't granted I've only seen the first one. Didn't care to continue onward. But I just didn't enjoy it. And like it's not the director's fault, too, because once David Yates started directing the Harry Potter movies, I felt that they got much better, because uh, I liked his the later ones of those movies, um, but I didn't like the Fantastic Beasts. They're just a big nothing burger. I feel like nothing happens. I mean, you have the Pepper Monster from Lost in there. That's like one of the only things I remember, and then that Thieving Prairie Dog. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, I was I like that that stealing prairie dog. Yeah, and then and then there's a little you know the little stick bug that crawls around that understands English. Um, but other than that, I don't know. I'm just not. I don't care. Yeah, I'm not like a big Harry Potter guy anyway. Like I like the other movies and I like the books, but like it doesn't like stick with me when I'm not watching it. Like I don't think about it when I'm not watching it. You know. Yeah. My buddy, Although I did see the Forbidden Forest in Scotland. Oh, nice. Was it? Was yeah, it really we pretty? We drove by it. It was well. I could only see it from far away. Oh. It, was be- it was in like a valley, so it was down at the valley of these two big mountains. It was kind of cool, like very mysterious looking. The uh, uh, tour guide said that they offered to leave Hagrid's hut up for a tourist trap, and the Scottish board was like, "No, take your garbage and leave." <laughs> 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 Uh, so Scottish. Of that is very Scottish. It's not like New Zealand with Hobbiton where it's like, yes, do leave that because I would like to go see uh, it. Yes. Also, we're going to make so much money from people pilgrimaging here to see it. Yep. I mean, heck, I want to. David Harbour is going to be in a Gran Turismo movie. So, yeah, this is just a racing movie, essentially. Uh, when they make uh, video game adaptations, one would think that the car racing game genre would be immune to the curse of bad video game adaptations but didn't they make one with aaron paul need for speed need for speed yeah. and no one cared about that so yeah it's it was, like it's not very good no so so like does that even extend does it matter at all what the video game is because like there are a couple good video game adaptations now like especially arcane on netflix is a video game oh adaptation, yeah and that's one of the best things i've ever seen oh yeah but like a car a car one it just depends if you have a good script 100 percent has nothing to do with the game yeah because i'm thinking of like car other like like ford versus ferrari for instance amazing yeah. movie so good right um and it's it's a car centric movie but it's, you've got great uh, characters you know you've got a great story you know video game can provide that Talladega Nights, very funny video or car movie. So you can make a funny car movie. You can make a good car movie. Can you make a good video game car movie? Is the question. We will see. David Harbor. You know, I like David Harbor. Me too. So we'll just, we'll just have to see. We have one little piece of video game news here. Something that Nick and I are very excited about. Very excited. Yeah, we about. mentioned this before uh, when it was at its sort of like baby announcement phase, yeah. but now it's like official and and being actively worked on. So uh, they are, Ubisoft is working on the Splinter Cell remake from the ground up, remaking Splinter Cell 1. Yes, which I never played. I I did. I played 1, 2, and 3, and then I quit playing halfway through 4, and it was too hard. Double Agent was not very good. Yeah, that was the one I quit. And then I started the the 5 uh, and I hated it because it didn't feel like Splinter Cell to me because it felt like 24 uh, instead. Yeah. And it wasn't stealth, and I just it was the worst thing ever. Uh, and then Blacklist was good and felt like an old one. Yeah. I regard Splinter Cell Chaos Theory as a perfect game. It's a perfect 10 for me. I know you're big on like, your Pandora's yeah, Tomorrow, right? Pandora Tomorrow is my favorite, but yeah. like I have nothing bad to say about Chaos Theory. Yeah. 
Um, so we're very excited about this. I don't. We, I have no idea when this is coming. When it'll be done. Twenty twenty four. The yeah. The article said uh, it'll be a while. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if they're doing it from the ground up, you know, building it in whatever engine they're working with, yeah, it'll be a while. But uh, it'll be a day one purchase for me. Faux show. I got time. Yep. We want it to be good. We're willing to wait. Yeah, we'll wait. We shall wait. All right, folks, that is all the news we have. And that brings us to the question Towns. The Quaustians Tomes. So the so we wanted to make a uh, a zeitgeisty, you know, a newsworthy type of question times today, and so the the we wanted to preface this question with three pieces of news. One is uh, Twitter's imploding because of Elon Musk. All right, which is great. But you know, we. Aaron and I had a conversation about this today, and she, you know, she likes Twitter, and she's like, a lot of countries, you know, like Arab Spring, and like they, this is like their kind of primary way to communicate and stuff, and and it has value that way. And I was like, but is it worth the cost? Is it worth the cost of just, you know, everyone having this public platform for their garbage? I, I, I had a guy tell me, you know, that women shouldn't vote. I'm like, how did we get here? And how do you have a platform where you actually can? voice this into the ether this is just this is terrible i do not believe that the uses of twitter outweigh the damage that it has done to the world (laughs) i'm i'm firmly anti-twitter i don't i know i know there's a lot of people that like it there's a lot of people that uh use it for good there's a lot of people that use it for uh income i hate it so much that i I selfish. I'm selfish about this. I want it to be destroyed. I hate it so much. It is destroyed. It has done more damage than good. Uh, yeah, I think I probably lean towards your opinion as opposed to people that value it a lot. Um, yeah, I I think it's evil. I think it's an evil thing on the earth. I will not miss it. If it goes away, I will not miss it. And I also enjoy watching Elon fail. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, so the other thing too, FTX, uh, the crypto exchange went belly up and there's a lot of uh, shady stuff going on with that. And then um, everyone hates Ticketmaster right now because of this Taylor Swift tickets thing. And uh, T- Ticketmaster is only a master of evil, Darth, I'll tell you that. Uh, yeah, Ticketmaster is garbage. They're like the ones who invented the convenience fee. Yeah. And then they so, doubled it and said, hey, if you're a venue, we're going to double this fee so you can get a cut. And human, all of us regular humans are just standing here going, what? What? I just stopped going to live shows. I, I've learned that I don't, I don't really care for concerts. Like, I know people are obsessed with them, but, like, I just, I'd rather do something else. I've probably been to close to a thousand live music shows because I used to do it, like, every weekend. And I go to, like, a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... I liked it. I liked it back. Then. I feel like based on the amount of them that I've gone to, I can say this and not be wrong. Like this would sound like something someone who's old would say, but people have gotten ruder over time at these things hmm. where they don't go and like enjoy the music. They go and they talk to each other really loud and ignore it. And you're in like a, a the- like a nice theater in Milwaukee. And there's like people in front of you talking about like, the brewers or something really loud and it's like i'm trying to hear the music that i paid 75 dollars to hear <laughs> and you're talking in front of me uh, I got in a fight with some guy once at one. Oh yeah <laughs> yeah uh i won obviously yeah. but uh you're irish 
Yeah. And that's usually the last two uh, concert experiences I've gone to. One was terrible. I walked out after about 15 minutes. The other one, I was like, I don't One was a festival, you know, and I got to see uh, Odessa, which I love Odessa. And I was like kind of far in the back and it was a cool show, but I was just like, I'm in the mud. It's kind of uncomfortable. It's really hot. I, just, I don't know. And then, and then I went to a hippie sabotage concert and I, I literally walked after 15 minutes. Like the dude hits play on, literally hits play on his laptop and then comes and sits on the front of the stage, lights up a doobie. And I was like, this, this is the concert. This is what we're doing. <laughs> this is, I could do this from my house, hit play on a computer. Right. I mean, the kind of music that I like, uh, a lot of the shows that I've gone to have been more chill because I like indie rock mostly. Mm. Um, but anytime I go to anything that's a little more mainstream is when I have a bad time. There. <laughs> I, now, I will say, though, I will say the two concerts I went to before that, which was Lettuce and Washed Out, I, I, those are actually both really good. They both put on a great show. Lettuce, yeah. uh, which is like funk music, and then Washed Out, which is like uh, Chill Wave. Yeah. Yeah. I would say. If you, so if you've ever seen the show uh, Portlandia, the theme song of Portlandia, that's washed out. I know. Oh, well. That's, I've, that's on like every playlist I make yeah. because I love Portlandia so much. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, I've, I've seen Nico Case probably the – well, I've seen Nico Case like five, six times. Uh, she's always great. I love her. Um, those are always good shows. But like I saw Peter Gabriel once and there's jerks there and – Oh, sometimes there's jerks. Yeah, we don't like a jerk here. But all of this to say, this this is what brings us to the question times. If you could get rid of one mega company, what would you choose? Which company would you choose? This this is so juicy and delicious because like there's so many evil ones. Yeah. In terms of uh, artistic freedom, not not in a world savvy way. I think I would break Disney up. Hmm. Uh, I think Marvel Studios I would take and I'd make it back into its own Marvel Studios, which is not connected to anything else. Mm. It, it it has enough credit where it can function on its own. Yeah. Uh, I'd I'd break up I all the IPs they bought. Lucasfilm is going back to its own thing. Lucasfilm, uh, all the different things. No more eternal copyrights because they they're breaking the rules of copyright over there. So I think I'd break them up, and the only thing they can have are their original things that they made without gobbling up IPs. Mm. And I know the reason that they gobble up IPs is because of the uh, the time where they briefly lost the rights to Oswald or whatever, the rabbit, in the early time of Disney, and that's what made him yeah. like obsessed with holding on to rights. And maybe I'd just go back in time and make sure he'd never lost the rights to that rabbit and then see what happens. <laughs> I mean, that would have been an interesting alternate uh, history. Yeah, maybe it's like that. That'll be the next season of For All Mankind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think I would probably do one of the big banks from the 2008 that played a big role in the 2008 recession, Great Recession. I don't know if that's Wells Fargo. Is that Goldman Sachs? Is that uh, Neiman Brothers? Is that what it is? It, is that who? Uh, is it Neiman? I'm waiting for Ryan Gosling to come and be like, and here's Margot Robbie to explain it to you in a bathtub. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in a Barbie costume. Yeah, uh, big short reference. One of the best movies of all time. Oh, so good. Um, yeah, I just think that these uh, there was there's there's justice that needs to be had there, and so I'd like to see justice by no golden parachutes. The company just dies. 
and then and then these people have a hard time getting a job. These guilty people at the top. That's what I want. Consequences for rich people would be a nice thing to have in, on Earth. I 100% agree. <laughs> Real consequence. And, and even like, uh, so this is in the news too. Um, Katie, is it Katie Holmes? Not Katie Holmes. Uh, Elizabeth, is Elizabeth Holmes? Uh, Ther- That's Ther- one of Theranos. them. Theranos. She got sentenced sure. to 11 years in prison, which, you know, she's a rich person, so she didn't get that bad i mean it's like people on like minor drug charges get get go to jail for longer yeah but uh yeah that's she is like i'm glad she's at least gonna spend at least a decade in jail yep stay in there elizabeth holmes oh for vision i'm gonna wear a turtleneck um steve jobs <laughs> Good. Yeah, she needs to be made fun of Absolutely. Well, tell tell us, folks, who who would you choose? Which company would you choose to get rid of one mega company? And don't say EA. It's not as evil as everybody. I mean, like I don't really like EA, but they're not as evil as everybody. You know, traditionally they've been like the most evil. We vote them as the most evil. guys. Come on. Yeah, I mean, that's because video game people are very dramatic. Yeah, I think you're exactly right. So, but but tell us uh, who you who you would choose, and we will tell you later in the show how to write into us. But we won't tell you now because that's just not how we do it around here. Yeah, and maybe I'll even remember to post it on Instagram this week because I forgot last maybe week. Maybe he will. So that brings us to the new new. New new. New new. New new. new. Trailers, folks, we have an ad- another Adelite. Adelite. Yeah, and these ones aren't as, as nice as last week's. Well, they're not as wickedly talented? Yeah, last week we at least had like eight good ones. Yeah, eight, eight, eight ones, but eight good ones. The well, the first one we have here is Inside. Um, yep. What, what what was the Disney movie? Was that also called Inside? I think that was called Inside Out. Inside Out. That's what it was. Okay, this is not that. This is. Um, we'll read the description of this one. Nemo, a high-end art thief, is trapped in a New York penthouse after his heist doesn't go as planned. Locked inside with nothing but priceless works of art. He must use all of his cunning and invention to survive. This is like Castaway, but the guy goes really crazy. Yeah, like if Castaway was stuck in a house and uh, also kind of like, he's he's like a thief, so he's he's uh, probably got to learn a lesson or something. <laughs> There's a bunch of like fish in the beginning of this trailer, and I was like, oh, guaranteed he's going to like have to resort to eating this fish. And then he like eats them in the trailer. Yep. And I was like, oh, well, yeah. That that goes that. And he's like trying to get water too. He's like running out of water, so he's in there a long time. Yeah, like drinking water out of the fridge. There's like someone on the other side of the wall. He's trying to get out, uh, but he's like just trapped. So yeah. he's trapped by this security system essentially. Yeah, that's like a safe room type thing. Yeah. This is uh, a hero goes on a journey, but the journey is within. Yep, yep, and uh, the I feel like this is like a 2020 movie because it's the, there's only Willem Dafoe in it, and it's like in a room. Yeah, so it could have been easily made in uh, quarantine. Yep, absolutely. Uh, it, he goes mad in this. Obviously, do you do you want to see a descent? I mean, I know he does this really well, but do you want to see another descent into madness by Willem Dafoe? Uh, this one didn't really speak to me so much. Yeah, like I feel like he'll just eventually. I don't know. I didn't look. I mean, I'm sure he's real good in it. Yeah, like I'm sure he, no one does descent into madness like him. Yeah, but I don't know. 
Yeah, there's, I mean, he, you know, there's only so many times you can see, have a man talk to pigeons. Nobody else yeah. here but us pigeons. You know, that's in the trailer. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not. I wasn't really into it either. But anyway, it exists. It's coming out on something. Yeah. Anyway, next up we have the old way. So this is a Saban movie. Saban is back. Uh, I've decided. I decided when watching this that Saban is the new Roger Corman, and Roger Corman, if you don't know, is the producer of. All of those old B-movies, starting in the 60s, going through the Sharknadoes of today. Roger Corman is producer on all of those. Movies like every single one on Mystery Science Theater. (laughs) Uh, So I feel like Saban is the new Corman. Because Corman made not only bad monster movies in the 60s, but he also made like a million westerns. Like Gunslinger and just a bunch of crummy other movies. Like Punch Press... Uh, drive-in, like drive-in movies. That's yeah. what Roger Corman did. Yeah. And I feel like Saban is that now. Just crumo. Uh, Just crumo. Yeah, crumo movies. That, that's the word you were trying to think <laughs> I of. I think crumo was... Yeah, crumo. <laughs> the other day I was trying to describe something to say. I was like, Nick had a, had a word, and I want to use it, but I can't remember what it was, but it was crumo. <laughs> yeah, we, we got there. <laughs> we got there. It took us like, uh, a week or two. The plot of, of The Old Way is an old gunslinger and his daughter must face the consequences of his past when the son of a man he murdered years ago arrives to take his revenge. So this is a combination of several things. Like... There, there's elements of uh, uh, John Wick because it's like he's like an old gun who's been turned into a family man, like because John Wick got married and settled down. Uh, there's elements of Hit Girl because he turns this girl into like a, a gun-toting like <laughs> assassin. Uh, there's True Grit and uh, the people going after the enemies like who wronged them in the past, and probably a little. Uh, a little bit of everything, you know. It's very tropey because it's Saban. Yeah. I have a theory. I have a new theory about Saban movies. There's no director of photography. None. They have a sheet of paper that runs, says, now you will do this shot. Now you do you will do this pan. And then you will do this shot. And, so it's and like directed by the storyboards? It's directed by the storyboards. Because all these movies look the same. For sure, yeah. Whether it's a Western, whether it's a, a crime drama, whether it's a thriller, they all look the same. It, like the video quality looks the same. The, the the filters that they put on it look the same. Everything looks the same. Yeah, there's no Roger Deakins here. No, gosh. Uh, and so I think there's just no director of photography. It's just like follow this storyboard, follow these, these types of shots, and that's our formula. That's the Saban formula, and we can save money on this. Uh, and make and make production go faster, make the shooting go faster, and so instead of a you know a six week shooting schedule, we've we've got it down to like three and a half. Yeah. Now I I I don't remember has Nicolas Cage been in a Saban? I mean, he he must have been in several of them. You would think, but I cannot remember the connection of him in a Saban movie. Because I, I go, is this the first? Because I did the same. Thing. I was like, is this the first time he's been in a Saban movie? Yeah, I can't think of him being in. I'm sure. I'm sure he must have been. It's. It feels like it's impossible. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But like with Bruce Willis retiring, they need someone else who will do anything, and that's <laughs> Nicolas Cage. <laughs> they need someone else who will do anything. That's it. Here's the thing with Nicolas Cage, though. He does all of these stupid things, 
And I don't lose respect for him at all. You know, I don't because he can because he can he can come in and he can do uh, staggering work of genius or whatever, and he's amazing. He's great. Yeah, he's incredible. Oh, thanks, guys. Hey, that's really nice to hear. Ah, Nick Cage. <laughs> oh, wait, wait. you haven't been on the show in a while, Nick. Yeah, uh, you know, you gotta invite me on once in a time, once in a while, you guys. You know, I can't just pop in at uh, any given time. You I know? mean, you are you are in Nick's basement, so you could you could. Oh, that's true. That's true. You know, it, it gets a little drafty down there in the winter. I'm not gonna lie. I could, I could use a blanket, but you know, he doesn't. He doesn't put one down there for me. So here I am. <laughs> hey, we're yeah, I'm glad you guys like the trailer for the old way. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, Saban. Uh, sure, I've probably been in a, a baker's dozen of his movies, but you know, I don't remember because I'm just constantly filming things. You know, <laughs> uh, every once in a while, like I run out of money and. I, I have to do like 85 Saban movies. And it's just the way I live my life, Ben. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, hey, we're getting kind of close to Christmas. Can you do us uh, uh, an impression of um, It's a Wonderful Life? Can you do something from that? Oh, I tell you, Ben, you want me to switch? You want me to switch right here in the middle? Oh, it's like halfway through Nicolas Cage. Can't go into Jimmy Stewart just on a whim. <laughs> what do you want, Ben? You want the moon? Because I'll go outside and I'll- I'll take a lasso and I'll, I'll lasso the moon. I'll bring it down for you. Uh, I wish I had a million dollars. Hot dog. I wish I had a million dollars, Ben. It's my friend Harvey. You can see him, right? Tell me you can see him, Ben. <laughs> crima time, crima time. Folks, well, it was good to have Nick. It was good to have Jimmy Stewart on the show today. Uh, surprise guest. Uh, guess who's? You know, we had some guess who's. Yep. And they were here. Um, all right, let's talk about this next trailer here, which is Elemental. This is a Pixar movie. It follows Ember and Wade in a city where fire, water, land, and air residents live together. So this is elemental beings live in this city, and uh, it's kind of like, uh, like a modern city. Uh, she's like listening to headphones at the beginning, and then obviously the the idea here is that opposites attract, and I'm certain that's the tagline of the movie. Let me find the poster. <laughs> oh, the tagline is opposites react oh oh a <laughs> so little they, twist they put a twist on it there a little, twist. a little twist i my theory is that they can't touch each other like push it like the show pushing daisies you remember that show yeah yeah they can't touch each other because they're like fire and water that's my yep. theory it was a brian fuller show back in the day he was the showrunner of that uh-huh. show um this kind of reminded me of flame princess from adventure time because, like, Finn dates Flame Princess, but they can't really touch each other. So it's awkward. Hmm. Uh, so it's going to be, like, one of those kind of stories. Then we'll see. Uh, Gambit and Rogue. Yeah, Gambit and Rogue. So that classic. Well, there's that one storyline where she gets, like, this... Uh, or it's either one of them has, like, the static electricity field around them and they can touch, but it kind of shocks them a little bit. Gambit never told nobody this before, but Gambit love you. <laughs> <laughs> Mon <Jerry. laughs> um so is, is this pixar or is this disney studios it's pixar okay because the little water ones kind of look like the souls from the movie soul they do yes yeah but yeah it's pixar this is a pixar and they're, they're just reusing assets that's what they're doing no. trying to save a buck reusing assets. Darn them. now i'm not gonna see the movie oh <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll watch it maybe on disney plus you know 50 years when I get through the backlog of other Pixar movies I haven't watched. I know, seriously. I haven't seen The, the Good Dinosaur, is that what it's called? The Good Dinosaur? I haven't seen any since then, I don't think. Mm. 
So that's coming out. Um, uh, the next one we have here is another animated thing. This is Dragon Age Absolution. This is a traditional animation. Yeah, kind of an anime. Yeah. Uh, and it's a Netflix anime, so it's a low-frame rate anime. Yeah. Uh, the plot is set in the Tevinter Empire. The oldest of several human nations in Thedas explore the experiences of its different inhabitants. So this is a, a series, like a... I think it's a short season of Dragon Age cartoons. And uh, I I asked the number one fan of Dragon Age that I know, Kevin, Mm -hmm. friend of the show, what he thought of this. And he said he doesn't care. He's just waiting for the game. Ah. (laughs) So... uh, I didn't think this looked very interesting to me. No, it didn't. It looked and it looked really over dramatic, like just che- like ch- kind of cringy, cheesy, over dramatic. You know? I thought I thought as well. Uh, I thought that as well, and uh, it'll probably be the same old Netflix anime fare uh, that we're used to seeing from them, um, where it's like a little over violent for how well it's animated because yeah. like, it's not animated. The frame rate is so low in these that it looks janky to me. Yeah. Um, but yeah. it's, it's, I'm sure it'll be watched by a lot of Dragon Age fans. Sure. There's some Dragon Age fans are fanatical to a, a point that made me uncomfortable continuing to do Dragon Age cosplay at cons. Nah. <laughs> so I haven't done it in a decade, but, uh, I used to. The, the character that Kevin always does, like, he's like a heartthrob from the games. Uh, and yeah. Kevin's pretty handsome in his costume. I just, d- d- does he get a lot of attention at cons in that costume? Yeah, but it makes him super uncomfortable. And oh, does it really? really? Funny. Oh yeah, How it's funny. really funny to watch when it happens. <laughs> That's pretty great. Did, did you ever? Did you ever in like college have like a ten minute play festival? Did you ever see one of those? Uh, no. Okay. This, this kind of reminds me of a ten minute play festival in that like like you'll have lot, like some funny ten minute plays and they're, you know they're pretty good and then and then people do like a real serious one but it just it comes across real kind of kind of cringy and you're just like this. How, this is only 10 minutes how can i take this like super serious but this this show looks like it's taking itself like super serious yeah oh for sure it you does know? so i don't know if that works um which makes me actually hopeful about the dungeons and dragons movie which is like got a lot of comedic elements to it yeah i'll watch that one hopefully that one's good yeah hopefully so okay next up we have a trailer for emancipation starring one will smith the slapper A runaway slave forges through the swamps of Louisiana on a torturous journey to escape the plantation owners that nearly killed him. Now, here's a movie that looks pretty solid. Oh, yeah. It looks kind of Oscar-y, Oscar-baity. It's it's Apple TV Plus, though. But he's banned from the Oscars. Oh, is he? Oh, that's that's right. Yeah. So here's the thing, though. How long is he going to take to live that down? Because, like, it's the first thing I thought of when I saw this. It, it was me, too. It was me, too. I was like, oh, he's in something again after the slap. You know, it's, like, always going to be like, well, he did slap that guy. Uh, he's going up against Ben Foster. I like Ben Foster. I think he's a good actor. This is the kind of thing we were, that we were saying Ben Foster should be in, too. Yeah, it is. Where it's, like, well-made, well-acted. Yep. Will Smith looks – like, I didn't even recognize him until it said his name – uh yeah it's probably a good movie like apple apple movies are pretty good the cinematography looks good it's kind of like it's like sepia almost yeah the movie because it's not black and white because there are splashes of color but yeah 
some of it is and some of it's like just really uh, low saturation yep um yeah it looks looks good but like i wish he wouldn't have done that because it's tainted everything yeah and it's not like i'm like oh he slapped someone that's bad and he should be punished forever i just don't want to hear people talk about it is the thing <laughs> it's always in the conversation like every time it's, it's always there yeah. like and it, i also feel that if like if like seth rogan had gone up and slapped like jason siegel that everyone would have forgotten about it by now and moved on <laughs> and i'll let you draw the conclusions to the difference <laughs> between those kinds of people and why people are not letting go of this but i feel like that's part of it, it um, this is like what to quote Waterworld, you know you are like a turd that won't flush yeah just, it's just, I, just I don't know hanging i'm tired around. of it you know it makes me tired <laughs> i don't know why but it makes me sad I don't know why. It makes me sad. So this is a based on a true story, I believe. Um, but man, this is th- this whole movie is probably a Debbie Downer until the end, right? Yeah, probably. Um, it's probably real satisfying if he gets Ben Foster, though. Yeah, is, but does he get reunited with his family? The, this this whole separating families thing, I just unimaginable to me. Unimaginable. Yeah, well, it's it's deeply evil. Oh, it's, like can you imagine like living? And this time period and being like, yeah, no, this is okay to do. Unreal. Yeah. Anyway. It's hard It's hard to imagine. I don't, I don't like to dwell on it too much because it takes me down into a, a dark place. But this is coming out. So you can watch it on Apple TV Plus. Emancipation. Yep. Uh, next up, we have a trailer for The Roundup. Yep. This is uh, a movie about weed killing. Yeah, this is followed by... <laughs> Roundup. <laughs> followed by uh, Masio... I don't know how to pronounce Korean names very well, who heads to a foreign country to extradite a suspect. However, he discovers additional murder cases and learns about a killer who had committed crimes against tourists for many years. Uh, This stars uh, uh, Don Lee uh, from Eternals and uh, Train to Busan. And I have a little Lego minifigure of him right Ah, at my desk. Yeah. I like that dude. Yeah. He, they treat him in this movie like a powerhouse, and it's completely believable. Like, he's he's a big old dude. Yeah, he's great. He's, like, real uh, solid looking. Like, if he came around the corner, I'd be like, uh, I, you know what? We're cool. Uh, you, you're, we, I have no quarrel with you, sir. No, I don't want to fight him. No. <laughs> he was the best character in most of the things I've seen him in. Yeah. He was one of the, he was one of the few Eternals that I liked, that I thought was would be good to keep in the movie. Yeah, he was my top five for sure. Yeah. Top three, probably. So this is a this is a crime movie, South Korean crime movie. Yeah, it looks cool. Yeah, uh, he's good. Yeah, it and probably won't come out in a way that I'll ever see it. But it I like looks that like thing. it could come out on Netflix. Netflix likes to bring over some South Korean stuff. You know, Squid Game. Yeah, yeah, sometimes. And yeah. the zombie show, the zombie kids, the zombie school, whatever that is. What was it called? I think it was called Zombie School. <laughs> no, I don't, it was like dead something. Yeah, and then they have the new, the other show too. That there's like a second season coming out of that other show. That's like uh, it's got the really weird name. I don't know. All of us are dead was the high school one. All of us are dead. That's it. Voice, robot voice, help, help us, please, help me, play. You're thinking of the show called Money Heist Korea Joint Economic Area. Yeah, that one. Thanks. Uh, then, okay, so then we have a trailer for 1923. 
The Duttons face a new set of challenges in the early 20th century, including the rise of Western expansion, Prohibition, and the Great Depression. This is a Taylor Sheridan show uh, in the uh, Yellowstone slash uh, 18... Oh, what was that other it's one? 1899? No, it's not. 1893? Yeah, uh, yeah something like that. Uh, show. Um, and only this one has Harrison Ford and Helen Mirren in it, which is insane. Can you Harrison Ford's blowing my mind lately. Does he like acting, do you think? It doesn't seem like he likes anything. That well that like, no, that's true. Yeah. Uh but also that's probably he probably does that so people leave him alone. Uh I know what he likes is flying his planes. Hmm. Uh he likes that. He doesn't seem like he I mean, he must like certain kinds of acting, but like I have this thing with Harrison Ford where he used to be great in the 80s. And then he did the first Jack Ryan movie and it was great. But then by the second one, all of the flaws were gone from the character. And that's how he was throughout the entire 90s. All of his characters were these like really tough, one-dimensional, same character as every other character he was doing. And this started in like 1990. Whenever the whenever the second Jack Ryan movie with Harrison Ford was that a uh, Patriot Games? Uh, yeah, they they all run together for me, unfortunately. The second Jack Ryan movie that that Harrison Ford did, and and from that time onward, Air Force One, uh, anything he did after that, he plays the same character, and it's not acting; it's just gruff. Harrison Ford who has no flaws and wins against the bad guy, mm. which I find tremendously boring. But like, you can if you if you want to see what I'm talking about, just watch both Harrison Ford Jack Ryan movies and note the difference in how he plays Jack Ryan. It's completely different. Interesting. Okay. But like this, it can't be that because Taylor Sheridan would not direct a movie with a character that shallow because all of his stuff I've seen has been really good. Like Wind River, especially that's a really dark, good movie. Uh, good acting. And same with, uh, I really liked that Angelina Jolie movie uh, that he did too. I can't remember what it's called. It was the fire one. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, wait, but wasn't Harrison Ford in that dog movie? Was it a dog sled movie or some kind of dog movie? Remember that? Yeah, he was, it was the one with Karen Gillan. And uh, the dog was like played by a person. And it was CGI. Oh, Call God. of the Wild. Was it Call of the Wild? Yeah, it was Call of the Wild. Oh, gosh. Oof. But like, I would have... I never thought Harrison Ford would do a series ever in a million years. Yeah. And I also, uh, there was rumors that like they were going to recast Thunderbolt Ross in the MCU with Harrison Ford yeah. because William Hurt died. Yeah. And I was like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Like, it's insane that you think Harrison Ford would be in a Marvel movie. And then it was true. Yeah. Like, that's so crazy to me. It I don't great, understand yeah. it. I, I just don't expect him to be anything. I'm like, surely he doesn't want to do this. Yeah, he hates everything. He hates like, everything. Yeah, he badmouths everything he does. The only, <laughs> actually, the only thing he likes is Indiana Jones, and that's the only thing he talks about fondly that he works on. Interesting. He looks good in that um, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom when, it, like, he was like cut and yeah, he looked good. Look, nothing beats eighties Harrison Ford. Yeah. Oh, I, I found it. Money heist Korea joint economic area. 
Oh, I remember that. Yeah. Now that you said we did the trailer for that. Yeah, yeah. It was just Joint weird... economic area. That's hilarious. <laughs> All right, so 1923. I tell you what, this Yellowstone IP has got some legs on it. They just keep making series out of this, you know? Yeah, this one this one made me kind of want to watch this one. Like, I want to see Harrison Ford in a series. That's crazy. I don't know. <laughs> well, I want to see if he's playing Harrison Ford or if he's, like, acting. That's a good question, yeah. What will you? What are you going to get? We'll just have to see. We'll have to lock. Um, all right. The Adele 8th trailer, the last trailer we got here, is Darby and the Dead. So the plot of this is followed by Darby Harper, who is granted the ability to see ghosts after suffering a near-death experience in her childhood. Then she runs a side business counseling local spirits in her spare time. Uh, I, I did not misquote the IMDb description. It just made that little of sense. Uh, that's how it is written. I read it as written, so I'm sorry if it didn't make sense, but that is how they wrote it. Yeah. Um, this, I sort of thought, might be fun as it started, but then as it went, it lost it lost me completely. So, uh, and, and the same for me, about halfway through, I was like, I stopped watching the trailer, and I was like, how many stories have been told about people seeing dead people? So I just Googled it. I'm not even going to bore you with the list. It's a million. There are a million movies where people see dead people. And yeah, and this is like some sort of like supernatural high fidelity where she's like breaking the fourth wall and uh, I don't know. It just well, looked pretty cheesy. So this is one of those things where it's it's become a genre into into Essentially, itself. Yeah. yeah, like Groundhog Day has become a genre. This is this is a genre. I didn't realize it, but it is. Uh, but this one, I guess, it's unique because they break the fourth wall. This one reminded me of that Mark Ruffalo movie with Reese Witherspoon or whatever, where it's like she's a ghost and he's like. Trying to help her as a ghost. I don't know. We got to help the ghosts. We got to help ghosts. It's 2022. We help ghosts now. Yeah. It, this this isn't uh, a Christmas carol where the ghosts help you. Okay. We yeah. help In my guests. day, we used to bust them because it made us feel good. That's the, Listen, there's only one thing to do with ghosts. Bust them. Yeah. Makes you feel good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but bust them makes me feel good. <laughs> Who are you going to call? I mean, I, I love Ghostbusters, dude. If anything, uh, Darby and the Dead makes me want to watch Ghostbusters. <laughs> Man, the first Ghostbusters is one of the best movies ever made. Absolutely, no question about it. Oh, it's so good, and it like and it has aged so well. Like it's still so fun to watch. Dogs and cats living together. Mass hysteria. Oh, it's the best, man. Go watch. Don't waste your time with this. Go watch Ghostbusters. Yeah, just go watch Ghostbusters and bust ghosts instead of helping them. Ghostbusters, what do you want? <laughs> Janine, the goat of all. Oh, I man. love her so much. Love Janine. Oh, we're just going to gush about. We're just gushing about Ghostbusters. <laughs> ghost gushing. Yeah, ghost gushing. We, we over here ghost gushing. That, that's probably yeah, the that, tr- was Pat, that was Patrick Swayze. <laughs> <laughs> uh that's gonna be the name of this uh episode ghost gushing yeah all right so that's all the trailers we have um we got we got a couple of trailer mailers you've got mail yeah even though i forgot to post it on instagram totally my bad uh we still got some responses so last time we we said provide some casting choices for the new gears of war tv show and uh jess said my initial thought was not a meathead, but Rahul Kohli, since he did voice a meathead in Gears 5, and he's a big fan of the series. Uh, I love him. He's he's a very similar 
uh, taste to me because I follow him on Instagram and in his office he has the literal exact same Mondo Drive posters over his computer that I have over mine. Oh, it's that guy. Okay. And there are only 50 of them. So uh, we are in a small group. And he also has the Blade Runner one that I have. But he also has a Ghostbuster one. <laughs> uh, I think he's going to do a voice in that Ghostbusters game too. But uh, then Jess goes on to say, but if we need meatheadier actors, I think Tom Hardy and Don Lee, back to Don Lee. Yeah. Uh, could lend a bit of prestige to a goofy video game movie, i.e. Kate Blanchett in Borderlands. Now, she's she's uh, talking awful big for a movie that hasn't even had the trailer come out yet. <laughs> we don't know <laughs> if Kate Blanchett uh, adds prestige to it yet. Um, I guess she just does by default. And then why not throw in the granddaddy of Chainsaw Meatheads, Bruce Campbell? These are excellent. These are These are absolutely excellent suggestions. Yeah, these are uh, extremely good uh, suggestions, especially Bruce Campbell. I would watch the movie, the show if Bruce Campbell was in it. Oh yeah, absolutely. Didn't you love? Didn't you love seeing Bruce Campbell in uh, um, Doctor Strange though? I know you didn't like it, but Doctor Strange, he was in it. Yeah, I that was my favorite thing of the movie. I I only don't like, I like parts of Doctor Strange. Yeah. Like, uh, I just don't. I don't like the Scarlet Witch as a villain. Yeah. Uh, I never have, not through the comics, right. not through anything. Right, right, then, right. Yeah. It just didn't go the direction that I was hoping it would. Sure. Uh, but Bruce Campbell's part was my favorite. Uh, no, no, nobody steals from Pizza Papa. <laughs> um, yeah, I liked America Chavez. Uh, Wong is the best Marvel character right now. There, there oh, Of this, there is no doubt. I mean, gosh, give us Wongers and Madison, man. Yeah. I just didn't like I didn't like uh, Scarlet Witch villain plot, and I didn't like the Illuminati. Well, maybe they'll give you a different one version. Okay, maybe they'll do it. Yeah, but like my problem is, did they ruin uh, the introduction of some of these characters by making them into jokes? So like uh, when they make Fantastic Four, is that all people are going to do is make memes? Because that's going to annoy me to no end. And same with like Inhumans, can they never do Black Bolt now? questions questions that need answering yeah because like uh people loved agent carter or agent carter and what if but now it's just a joke character all there is is memes all there is is memes. so that's what i don't like about that movie sure uh kevin and jen said keith david and mickey rourke <laughs> talk about meat bags yeah. <laughs> yeah we said meat heads not bags of meat yeah <laughs> i'll only wear it if mickey Rourke wears gloves the whole time that's yeah. the only, I don't well, want to, Mickey Rourke could be the bug monster. Okay, I could, yeah, I could deal with that as long as I don't have to see his hands. He wouldn't even need to wear makeup. He'd just look like <laughs> the like uh, our buddy Steve made a Gears of War monster. Uh, Mickey Rourke could probably play that monster without the suit. You know, <laughs> be, they come around the corner, they just see Mickey Rourke, and they're like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> and Keith David just put him in everything so I can hear him talk. Shepherd. Keith David, he does have that golden voice, man. One of the best voices out there. And he, oh, we, you know, like we were talking about people that can do live action and voiceover. That dude can definitely do both. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Remember, he's he was in, he was in that show, The Cape. Remember that show? We are the Carnival of Crime. <laughs> I never saw the show. <laughs> I, I just know in in Community when Abed said uh, he was like a fan of it, and he goes. They're like it'll. He's like it'll never get canceled. Six seasons in a movie, and then that kind of became the rallying cry for that entire fan base of Community. (laughs) But uh, yeah, Keith David's great. Uh, He's in the Thing, one of the best movies ever made. Um, 
Yeah, he rules. And he's in Mass Effect and every cool thing. Oh, he is. Uh, so those are great answers for sure. Uh, Mickey, that's a funny one too. Uh, okay, so if they wanted to answer this week's The Question Times or if they have any hate mail that they want to send in, Nick, how can they do it? Well, if you hate us and want to let us know, you can email us at trailerblazerspod at gmail.com. Uh, actually, if you if you want to, that's where you should send your questions, times, and compliments. If you want to send us hate mail, send it to Twitter at trailer underscore blazers. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll get back to you. Um, if you want to interact with us, you should follow us on Instagram at trailer blazers podcast. That's where I do the the bulk of interaction uh, when I remember <laughs> the post that I forgot last week. Um, if you if you're feeling really generous, you can rate and review us on the Apple Podcasts, which is still the best way for the show to gain traction. Uh, and if you do that, uh, Quick Mickey's going to let you know what happens. Everybody, welcome back to the Quick Mickey Hour. Well, this is going to take an hour, Nick. Okay. If you rather review us five star writing on our, we're going to take the money that we're going to get from the advertisers, and we're going to start our own social media site. And maybe we call it like Quick Bites or like it's too food related. Maybe 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 we'll call it uh quicktakes dot dot net dot com dot US. I don't know. It's a work in progress, but you can go on there. But if you say stuff like Nazi stuff, there's an algorithm that catches like there's an AI. But it's going to be a shackled AI because we don't want it turning into Skynet. And folks, if you create an AI, make sure that it is shackled. That is a tip from future Quick Mickey. Thank you, Quick Mickey. Effervescent, reticulated, resplendent as always. For the Trailer Blazers, my name is Nick Kelly. And my podcast listeners do not call me King or General. They call me Kukulkan. The Winged Serpent God. Happy trailsers. And I'm Ben Moon, and like the Yellowstone IP, I also have some legs. Happy trailsers. Who are you going to call? I mean, I, I love... Armageddon. Dude. If anything, uh, Darby and the Dead makes me want to watch... Armageddon. Man, the first... Armageddon. Is one of the best movies ever made. Absolutely, no question about it. Oh, it's so good.